This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Um, how are you? Do- uh, welcome to uh, Random. Sorry, I've just eaten a pistachio. Welcome to Random Movie Generator. David, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Ready to have a cinematic chitter chatter, pitter patter period of time with your good self. Yeah. How's your week been? Not bad. Not bad at all. I've got um, The Fablemans tomorrow. I'm looking forward to that. It's finally Ooh. seeing the new Spielberg movie. Lovely coming over from the Atlantic, uh, from America, because it came out in November, so it's taken a while to come out in Britain. Yeah. And um, I've got my uh, tickets booked for that. <clears throat> uh, front row, as always, a large picnic of treats waiting for me this evening as I see this, the literal Spielberg story of his childhood um, yeah. and his um, fascination with cinema and his um, very dysfunctional relationship with his parents is one of the main focuses of the plot. I mean, this is your... Well, I don't like saying wet dream, but I'm going to say it. This is a wet dream, isn't it, for you, David? It is. It's got to be said, actually. I mean, I, I... I hate saying wet dream, sorry. Oh, but, you know, when they get wet, they get wet. Do you know what I mean? you just got to go with it. You've got to put your speedos on and just keep swimming, haven't you, sort of thing. You know, that doesn't make any sense as a mess of us completely lost. But it's a case of... Um, some of those films. When, when do you think a film is made for you? Like I was looking at the reviews yesterday. I was thinking, God, this is this is looks great. Good you reviews. Can, um, good reviews, but also as you've rightly said, the ingredients is like my, you know, it's like a perfect cinema feast. But but high expectations are not a good thing to take into a cinema. I think sometimes. Yeah, but good reviews. All about Spielberg. Spielberg's directed it. Absolutely. I mean, and also the reviews come from very snooty Guardian reviewers. Perfect. Perfect. That's exactly so I mean, um, oh, absolutely. So I mean, I, I get the vibe that they're the people who'd like to happily crucify it. You know, the idea that Spielberg's made a film about himself. Yeah. And it'll give them an opportunity to take a pot shot, but they haven't really. They've kind of um, very much kind of heralded it. I mean, uh, a lot of the Guardian reviewers have given it five out of five. But we'll see tonight. We'll see if it kind of. So, um, I mean, we're recording this on a Friday, so this is. This is, I've never spoken to you on a Friday morning when you've got the cinema ahead of you, Friday night. How do you feel right at this moment? Well, if it's a big film like this one, The Fademan's, it's very much a big golden carrot dangling in front of me. So if I'm on traffic jams, 
if I've, um, you know, blocked the toilet, whatever I've done, it's a bit of a nightmare. I think, don't worry, you've got a Hollywood ecstasy pill waiting for you around six or seven o'clock this evening. Is that when you watch the film? I was going to ask, when when do you normally book the tickets? When are you in there? Seven o'clock? Um, today's seven o'clock. You've got half an hour of trailers and then uh, 7.30 it will start and then you're out at 9.30. And when will you, and will you, you'll eat something beforehand, won't you? Um... Something quite small because I like to keep myself. Uh, I like to keep the appetite high, so I'm in the darkness, just uh, eating sugar, just just clumps of sugar like a donkey and Bogner just being given sugar cubes. Yeah, <laughs> donkey and Bogner, <laughs> just crunching away, cane sugar in my teeth type of thing, just going for it. Genuinely, what what bit do you look forward to when watching a film? What percentage is the movie? What percentage is the donkey in Bogner? I like to think um, uh, it's that they they sit well in bed together type of thing. You know, that they work side by side. I hope it's not the food because that would really depress me. Even if it was 51% the food, that would really put me into a, a downward spiral type of thing. I hope it's not. I'm always in denial with that one. Do you buy sweeties? Do you buy sweeties? Um, well, the last time I did was in the summer, and I literally, I, I, I think I had a heart murmur when someone actually told me how much the pick and mix cost. How much? It was like twelve quid, and it it was quite large. It was probably like um, a, a mug full of like um, chocolate Brazil nuts and um, chocolate raisins. And it was maybe well, it was that's 12, it. It was basically over um, a tenner, and I was just utterly shocked. And I looked at the uh, the sweets, and I looked back at the picker mix, and he said to me, "Well, you can't put them back now," type of thing. And I was, I'm definitely considering. I thought, well, I could shuffle them out. You know, I don't have to use my hands. What sweets do you choose when you do? I mean, you went for chocolate Brazil nuts. Chocolate Brazil nuts, uh, chocolate raisins. Um, I do like a, a licorice snake. And um, a fizzy cola, do you know what I mean? On the tongue, bit of a, a, a you know a taste explosion in the mouth. And do you uh, like those um, UFOs? Oh, what when you bite into them? And mm. uh, would you buy yeah. that? I can't imagine you'd eat those. Would you watching a movie? Oh, I do like those. They're bizarre because I was a um, I went to church as a kid, Roman Catholic church, and bizarrely, they're exactly the same. Uh, this is odd now I've gone off on one now but they're exactly you know you get a wafer in your mouth when you go to church Roman Catholic it's exactly the same um, ingredients or whatever to that but there's sherbet in the middle so it almost brings you back to being um, an altar boy but then you've got a a sherbet kiss at the end of it so it's very bizarre I put it on my tongue and it gives me sort of church nostalgia it's very odd so if you were having like selecting a pick and mix would you go for them if they were there or would you definitely go, no, definitely no? yeah yeah yeah, definitely oh would you i'd love them yeah absolutely cola bottles I love those. um yes definitely cola bottles um what wouldn't you set. go for what, what would you go no thank you but those little bananas no i like the bananas i'm a big fan of those definitely they're not an anti-climax i think sometimes you get um uh, Haribo's can be a bit rubbish. Those ones that are like the jelly. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. not much going on. Those those bananas, I'd happily just sit there. Oh, um, candy teeth are always a massive letdown. A bit difficult. Yeah, a bit difficult to eat and chew. And 
Do you know what I like? Those strawberries. Do you know those? Oh, yeah, little... very nice. Yeah. Oh, they're go with those. amazing. They can get stuck in your teeth quite horrifically, um, which is a bit of a nightmare. The worst thing to eat, and I time and time again make this mistake, is um, a massive Sunday ice cream. And then uh, you can't eat it in the dark. You are covered in it when you come out. What do you mean? Um, Sunday ice cream. Yeah, why um, are you covered in it? Uh, because I can't eat it in the dark. It's too dark in there to so eat it. So where does it go? In, all, over your... my, all over my body. Well, not my no, body, my clothes. No, oh, it, it does. does. It does for me. Oh, sorry. No, <laughs> sorry. No, no. I apologize. Does it go all, all over your clothes? Massively, food medals everywhere. It's a disaster. I, it must be I've got bad eyesight or something. Do you know what I mean? But I find that when it's dimmed, I can't quite. I think the other thing is it melts very quickly as well. And also, I want a treat that um, is going to take me through the film. And I think, well, I've, I've eaten it now, and now yeah. I'm watching the film. What, what treat. treat do you rely on that you know this will get me from A to B? B being the end of oh, the film. Massive sack of popcorn will always get you from A to B. I think. Right. Um, which I don't always go for because it can be quite expensive. But I think uh, if you do. Your Friday one, nights are quite expensive, aren't they? Uh, no, because I'll go to Audi beforehand. <laughs> I'll, 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 um, I'll smuggle it in. I won't do cinema prices. It's horrific. Right. And also, I've got the Cine World Cup. So does that sound quite. Um, no, no, no. Yeah, it's, sort of I there. imagine everyone does that, don't they? Um, and uh, what else was I going to say? City World Card, they give you like a free gift every now and then, which might be a small popcorn or some nachos. Do they? How much is, is it? a City World Card? It's um, £15 a month, and you can watch as many films as you want. For 15 quid? Absolutely. So if you go every week... Hang on a minute. So if you've got a City World Card, you can go into the cinema and watch the film for free because you're paying 15 quid a month? Oh, absolutely. Yes, 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 yes. That's amazing. Oh, absolutely. And how much is a regular film if you're just going to watch one? Um, Without a cinema. I think about seven or eight pounds. Okay, so if you watch two, then you're you're doing well. You get a lot of people who um, don't go every month. They pay for it. And a lot of people go, oh, I haven't gone for a while, particularly with TV being so good these days and distracting. But if if you definitely go each week, um, it definitely pays for itself. So you, you're watching four movies a month with this Cine World card, if not more? Usually, yeah, yeah, definitely, usually. So it's paid and for itself, and then... Some. Yeah, sometimes I might go and see another one in the week type of thing, so maybe it's five, something like that, so it does pay for itself, certainly. Wow. And you get a bit of percentage off your food as well. So it's like and a Cine World ad. No. <laughs> so this is scripted type of thing. There are and you get sponsors. a little prezzy, you get a little prezzy along the way. They do. So you got um, some um, some free nachos I had last week. I wasn't impressed by them, but um, they were. Have free. You got a Cine World T-shirt? I'd like one, but no. They need to think about that. Yeah. I'd happily don it. I'd happily don it in the auditorium. I like a free T-shirt. David Edwards. Well, David, um, have you got any movie news this week? 
Well, the big movie news is obviously the Oscar nominations. That's the big thing that everyone's chatting about. I haven't even looked. Everything, everywhere, all at once got 11 nominations. It, it did incredibly well, massively well. Uh, Fable movies. What did you think of that? We've spoken about um, it. What did you think of it? Yes, it was. Uh, it wasn't. It. I think, like we said earlier, when you go into the cinema with high expectations, my expectations for it were massive. I think if you want, the trailer looked incredible. Ev the reviews were amazing. It didn't quite tick my box. I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis has been nominated for an Oscar for it. And um, she plays an interesting role. She plays the tax um, uh, agent in it. And um, I thought she was all right in it. I don't think it was worthy of, a, of an Oscar nomination. But I thought... I love was... this. I like you looking down here. I didn't think it was worthy. I love this, David. Uh, I just... I just I sat in the cinema thinking, well, that's competent work type of thing, you know, but uh, not absolutely a, an Oscar nomination. I mean, that's just just crazy. And also there's um, the younger actress. She's got a nomination alongside her as well. So um, pretty much the whole cast has been nominated. The director, the, the um Incredible the for, the, for the directors, isn't it? Incredible. Oh, massive. Do you know what, though? I've got to be said, when it got 11 nominations, I started thinking to myself... I don't know um, I'd like to be you right now in the sense of um, what, what's your next? next massively. Yeah, but I feel like those do. They'll come but up 11, with 11. The thing is, though, their style of filmmaking, they'll, everything they do next, it'll always be expected to be an Oscar film. And their style of filmmaking isn't very Oscar-esque. It's more Sundance indie. So there'll be like the wrong expectations for the their next film. Do you, know Do you reckon their next film will be a, a big old bloated budget? Oh, massively. Interestingly, well, this is the industry, isn't it? This is the bizarre thing. Their next thing isn't a film. It's a TV show. Is it? Yeah, so many of them are like that these days. TV and film are so you're, Yeah, you're, that annoys you, doesn't it? Well, you know, you expect that Tarantino trajectory, don't you? What's the sophomore film? What's the next one they're going to do? They will do another film at some They've point. They've done two films, haven't they? They have, yeah. They did the Daniel Radcliffe, didn't they? Swiss Army Man. But, um, but, uh, blah, 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 blah. yeah, definitely. It's, the next thing is a TV show. Which what, 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 is, the what is the TV show? What are they going to, what are they it's, making? Um, it's a six part series and it's, uh, it's focusing on, it's one of those, it's almost a Judd Apatow project where they've taken a comedian that um, is, is popular on YouTube and they're going to um, take uh, his sort of persona and focus on his day-to-day -day life, but it's going to have a surreal turn to it type of thing. So it's very much like, um, I guess it's going to be a kind of... Um, a, a kind of surreal Seinfeld, do you know what I mean? Taking this this comedian's kind of um, personal take on day-to-day -day life, but with a more kind of, with their sort of unique uh, surreal cinematography and things in that vein. They're both directing it. David, what are your Oscar predictions? Oscar predictions? Let's see if you get this is nice. Let's see if you get it right. That's a really hard one, actually. It's, mm. um, well, ta? I mean, what are the actual... Ta? Um, ta? Ta? A lot of people think tar is a bit too dark and negative Ooh. for it to actually do... Um, I think it's very hard. Maybe they might go... Do you know what? I think... Um, God, do you know, I, it's very hard. 
I think it's it, it's a really hard one to um. So you've got all quite on the Western Front, the Netflix war film. Um, I'm, I was surprised that 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 was very quiet during the hype, but it's done really well. Avatar: Way of Water. I don't think that'll get it, um, but I think it's good that you know. I think they're happy they just got a nomination. Elvis is very very popular with the older generation, hence the Oscar um, uh, voters. So Elvis might get it. Banshees of Inisherin, Inisherin. Thank God I'm not going to be announcing that on the Oscar uh, panel. Banshees of uh, Banshees of Inisherin. Is that correct? So I still haven't. I've got the actual name in front of me. I'm still not quite saying it right. Is that it? Inisherin. Is that? You there, David? Sorry, yeah. so, so, sorry. <laughs> no, I, I am there. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know how you say it. Inishirin? I don't know. Inishirin. Inishirin. What? Something like that. Uh, Inishirin. Inishirin. Um, fav- Do you know what I think? Inishirin? The, is it Inishirin most- or is it, you say it another way? Inishirin. Inishirin? 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 I, de- I, depend- I think it depends how you... Um, you kind of wrestle that I N I at the beginning, yeah. doesn't that? Yeah. Um, I reckon the most obvious one, Top Gun Maverick, got a Best Picture. I think just right. getting the nomination is impressive. There, I don't. Think what do you What do you think? Win. What do you think? If you got to put your money on all the money, Fablemans. If I had to put my money on anything, I think it's just the most kind of um, obvious. You know, uh, he's done his time, Spielberg. Yes, he's been uh, he's won many before, but he's kind of like a sort of. Um, uh, an institution now, isn't he? But I think I Banshees. Think, what makes Don't get me wrong. I think Banshees definitely is worth winning. Uh, I think Banshees should definitely win um, best screenplay. I think I think it might walk away with best screenplay probably. Okay. I think everything, everywhere, all at once. Because um, I mean, this sounds a bit dodgy. I don't mean it in a dodgy manner, but the um, the Oscars do want to be more diverse in who they actually give their awards to type of thing so that that might help out in that vein but don't get me wrong it's also a film of merit as well it's been you know nominated 11 times um triangle of sadness triangle and sadness and all quite on the western front that's definitely a sign that um the oscars is becoming a lot more international now i mean chris and rupert keep telling me to watch triangle of sadness well it is it's good it's the same guy who directed that uh force yeah. How do you pronounce that? Force de Mieux? Monsieur. Monsieur. You are quite right. Um, do they really like Triangle of Sadness? Mm. I haven't seen that. Oh, you haven't oh, seen Oh, they loved it. No, I haven't. It's really good, is it? Yeah, that it takes um, some interesting sort of twisty turns. I think it's really, yeah, really good. It's celebrity culture on a yacht, isn't it? Don't know. Don't know anything about it. But yeah, it looks interesting. I think um, it's going to be between Elvis, Banshees... Everything or everywhere all at once. Well, hang on, you just listed them all. Come know, on, know, let's I, get. I, I that's you think the Fablemans? I think if I was to do anything, I'd say the Fablemans. Right. Yes. If you if you like this podcast and you respect David's opinion, there you go. The Fablemans is going to win the Oscar for best movie. Thank you. Spielberg will be wandering up there with a um, you know a newly clipped beard to pick up his golden lady. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, David. Any more news this week? or um, One interesting thing we've mentioned in previous podcasts, the horror film Barbarian, haven't we? Um, the director of that 
um, Hollywood was going crazy yesterday with um, the, the Hollywood Reporter because his new script, which is called um, The Weapon, um, had a massive uh, bidding war over the actual um, who was going to actually produce the script. Uh, Zach Kreger is his name. And um, apparently there hasn't been a massive bidding war like this since um, Tarantino scripts. And uh, it's apparently gone for like a five um, number figure deal. And um, he'll five have five number. One... Yeah, I was trying to work out That's what that is. That's not very big. I must have got that wrong then. It's in the millions. What would five number be? That would be like 99 grand. Oh, right. So it's more than that. <laughs> Add a few more figures onto that. Apparently it's God. gone for 36,000 pounds. That's 6,000 pounds. Which is, uh, dear God, what a nightmare. The uh, salary of a manager of McDonald's. That's what, that's what he's going to get, basically. <laughs> is, it? is that the salary of a manager of McDonald's? Have Apparently you worked at McDonald's? So. No, but I know somebody did work at McDonald's when I worked at Blockbusters, and he was making just over 30 grand. Fuck, we've got to do a Blockbusters special. Oh, God, yeah, absolutely. I've worked for them three times in my oh, life. Oh, my God, I'd love to do that. Okay. Every time I was in between work, I always went, went back to video rental. It worries me that video streams have taken over because I always fell back on video rental uh, retail. That was my life preserver in life. Let's do a Blockbuster special. I'd lo- really love that. Oh, definitely. I'll be, I'll be definitely up for that. So this um, script is, a, is a well sought after, is it? Massively, because they say in cinema, the only genre that keeps bringing people back to the cinema is horror and comic books. And um, he's being seen as a real, once again, you sort of see it from the perspective of an adult, really. And you think to yourself, that is so much pressure to come up with the goods. Apparently, the horror film is a bit like Magnolia. It's an ensemble piece, lots of different people, and it time hops between different eras. New line of one it. Because it was a massive, apparently, uh, it was a massive bidding war. Apparently, all the studios were sent the script and they could only read it within one hour. And uh, after the hour, the software deletes the actual script. What? Back in the day, you'd get the script in a suitcase, open the script up in the suitcase, and you'd read it with a security guard watching you. And then it'd have to be given back. And then you'd decide and make your bid. But now they've got software to do it. And apparently, this sort of thing hasn't happened since the 90s, really. But um, Hollywood just putting a lot of faith. If you haven't seen The Barbarian, as in the audience and your good self, it's worth checking out. Yeah. You yeah. say Chris didn't like it. No. So it's all about taste, I guess, really. Do you know what I mean? Whatever grabs you. I'm not a massive horror fan, but it did zigzag very effectively. It kept me occupied, certainly. Thank you, David, for this not week's a problem, movie news. Thank you. Thank you for your time. So this me this week's movie clifflues this week's movie review. So my son said to me, oh, "What's what's he what's he David reviewing?" Oh really? Yeah. Oh, very cool. What's David reviewing um, this week? Oh, I couldn't remember. And he said, "You never no, I couldn't remember. What is it?" It's good. It's nice that they ask. Very nice that they ask. Uh, the three amigos, Captain. Okay. Go on. Three Amigos. Um, God, start. I can't read your face. I can't read your face, which is lovely. Go on. Um, 
I would say first 25, 20 minutes, great, great stuff, lots of potential. And then it just becomes too, oh, same gag, same gag. It's just, um, I don't, I think what I realized is I'd never watched The Three Amigos. I'd only watched <sighs> clips. This, do you know what? I don't know if I've ever watched it. This is fantastic listening. It's, it's more like a sketch than that's just overly done. Do you know the other thing that I, I started looking into the history of it after watching it? Because it's directed by John Landis. He's obviously a very well-known director. He did like um, American Werewolf um, in London and the Blues Brothers. And it's so visually uninspired. It feels like an episode of 18. Just really basic traditional camera work. Very basic lighting. You think, well, this is an 80s auteur director. He hasn't added any flourish. Do you need any flourish for a comedy? I suppose not. But then why? I'd have thought John Landis would have like um, put his, his mark in there somewhere. But it's revealed that um, he was hardly on set because if you remember in the 80s he made the twilight zone movie the twilight zone movie was a whole series of films and uh, he made one of the small films and someone died on his film set with a helicopter crash and throughout the entire three amigos filming he was um taken off set to appear in court and they say that's one of the reasons the film is so sort of lackluster visually very basic what, you know the three amigos i thought it was much loved I think um, tell us what it's about what's it about come on what is it about you 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 are right in that sense that you know when you have some of the reviews aren't great towards it but there's a great sense of nostalgia towards it which I felt before I probably sat down and watched it basically you got three actors in the early days of um, Hollywood and um, sort of 1920s Hollywood and they're like the basic three stooges uh, their, their time of fame is coming to the end and the Hollywood studio kicks them out. You know, they're not attracting the audience anymore. They then get a letter from a small community in Mexico, you know, Wild West setting, inviting them to the community. And they think it's like some kind of greet and meet celebrity um, convention they've organized. So they're like, yeah, I could dumb and dumb a character with Jim Carrey. Oh, yeah, that's great. We'll go to that. We need the money. Hollywood aren't interested in us anymore. But the, uh, the Mexican community think they're real, as in their characters are the three amigos who are these like sort of like comedy action hero figures that appear in movies. And um, it's just the same gag for an hour and a half that the Mexican community think they're real heroes. They're not real heroes. The amigos at the beginning think they're fans. And there's just this um, miscommunication that goes on for the entire film the whole time. Well, let's have a little. Let's have a little listen to uh, a bit of the Three Amigos. Okay, amigos, this is it. Ned, big smile, Dusty, just smile. relax and have fun with it. We're just gonna have fun with it. I'm Lucky Day. I'm Ned Niederland. I'm Dusty Bottom. So together we're the Three Amigos. <laughs> Let's go. Hey, 
crime-eating dogs, you scum-sucking pigs, you sons of a motherless goat. Son of a motherless goat? And who are you? Wherever there is injustice, you will find us. Wherever there is suffering, we'll be there. Line. Wherever liberty is threatened, you will... Wherever liberty is threatened, you will find... The Three Amigos! Here we go. That's a little taste. And that there are some, yeah, there, there are some amusing moments. There's some quite surreal moments. A talking bush appears at one point in the film, which is like something like a life of Brian or something. It's almost Monty Python. There's a sing along around a fire where the animals around them start singing with them side by side. But then um, it reminded me of like the A team. These like this this group of kind of. Um, wannabe savior samaritans turn up because this group of mexicans this community of mexicans are being bullied by these kind of um outlaw figures and um they David, want the can I, <clears throat> sorry sorry go on they were sorry i felt oh no no I that's right were, can i see what your face looked like in the first 20 minutes when you were watching the movie was it like that oh it was i was like oh this is gonna be good what was it chase. like in the next half an hour Just great. I've seen and, this gag. And, and what, what was it like at the end? What was your face like at it? Time taken up. Time thieves. Time thieves. I've been thieved of time. I thought... I've never watched The Three Amigos. I don't know why I'm banging on about it. I've never watched it. I thought, though, you were going to come back and go, fantastic. Fantastic. Three comedy actors at the height of their powers game. Yeah, it's, it's definitely um, filled with nostalgia. Do you know what I mean? It's definitely a nostalgia element there. Doesn't hold it really up. Goes, no, it does, not for me. Certainly not. It's um, It starts well. It's just like there's just no narrative. And also their relationship with the Mexican community doesn't really develop. The, the Mexican community, it's like, are they even actors? It's just like they're very two-dimensional reactions. And it's just the, um, the amigos just doing the same gag, like massive over-the-top hero and now is it do you know what it'd be like if buzz light you know when buzz lightyear makes these ridiculous astronaut um announcements to affinity and beyond people get back but there was nothing else to buzz he had no other character arc about him um that's what it would be the amigos are basically basically the three amigos would be great for selling oreo biscuits or um you know hagen ice cream do you, you like know? oreo biscuits i love them god i'm not mad on them Oh, I bloody love them, mate. You crack into the old uh, biscuit and there's cream waiting for you. There's a cream kiss in the middle. Absolutely. Don't they look, make your teeth look dirty? I've never noticed that, actually. Next time I'll eat them in front of a mirror or a puddle. I'll, I'll see, look at my reflection. <laughs> Do you know I have a... Um, I think I'm such an, I'm in such a sugar coma. Right? I'm not even aware of my self-hygiene. You know Looking I'm just, down at a puddle in an Oreo... Have a look. Uh, do I have, got have you heard of the teeth? Puddle Man? No, I haven't. Is that like some kind of mythology? Raymond Briggs, the Puddle Man. No, I haven't heard of it. I thought I'd heard all the Raymond Briggs. So he books. goes around at night with Puddle, walks around your, wherever you live, David. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. With Puddles on his back. 
on his back. Yeah, and he he fills all the holes in with puddles. So that Are you joking? No, so there's water in the puddles in in the morning. He's How a puddle bizarre. man. Never heard of that character. I thought I knew all the Raymond Briggs. Isn't that good? Yeah, he's good. Yeah, absolutely incredible. Yeah, I've always wondered where they come from, puddle. Well, it's not that. It's the rain, isn't it, for crying out loud? I suddenly thought no, no. <laughs> suddenly thought there was a gap in my knowledge there. I was like, don't, don't do yourself down, Edward. It's the rain, <clears> mate. <throat> Relax. Uh, Kay Blackie. Kay Blackie says, because uh, we've got some people watching live on YouTube, did he at least like the saloon scene when they perform for all the people who have mistaken them for hardened killers? That's the bit that I remember, actually. Yeah, I would say that is good because, you know, um, uh, that is amusing type thing. But I think after that, you are right. The thing is, that that is an amusing moment. It works well. But it just feels as though it's just a recyclement of that kind of comedy energy later on. Do you know what I mean? It's almost as though, um, yeah, it's like, yes, it is amusing, but the, the story never moves on. I tell you what, my, my cripe with it is, and it makes you aware. Your what? That, cripe. Right? Cripe, is that a word? I, I, I don't know. You've, you've C-R-I-P-E. Cripe. It's a case that... Um, even if it's a comedy, it's no, still no, no. It's not a word. Well, oh, it is a word. Christ. Push that aside. It's a euphemism for Christ. Oh, is it? Oh, blimey! Mm. I got um, yeah. Without knowing, I got slightly biblical there. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> it's a case of um, it's always got to. It's still got to be rooted in reality. They're not real characters. I mean, which I know sounds ridiculous. It's like well, it's a Steve Martin comedy. What do you expect? But it's a case of um, it's so just floating in amongst just madness and it's repetitive madness that it's still you still need some element of a character arc. Do you know what I mean? It's like um, you wanted it gra- kind of- you wanted it grounded some somehow so you could relate to it. There you go. Well said. You know um, that's perfect. Instead of my mad um, Jesus Christ metaphor talk, that makes a lot more sense. I didn't realise Christ was cripe. Cripe on a cross. Oh, cripes! I know, cripes. I didn't realise that. Flipping egg. So, David, this week you watched The Three Amigos. What are you going to review it out of five chock ices? Two choc ices out the fridge obviously you can have half choc ices but I'm not I'm not swaying you there just to still two yeah definitely two I mean the first wow. half an hour is fine as um, pointed out to us the saloon moment is amusing I remember being occupied by that definitely engaged but um, and when they're when they're on form they've got good comedy chops definitely Robert so Hammond said gripe my gripe with it oh that's it sorry not cripe gripe yeah I meant gripe not Jesus Christ I didn't want to get him involved apologies I think Richard Temple's quite shocked uh, Jez Cordell has written two with three exclamation marks but you're your own man and that's what, yeah, how you I felt really, about it um, and the ending I just keep saying 18 all the time. I just kept thinking, well, this is just a rubbish 18. Jeff Dale says, David's been going in hard on the twos recently. I have. It's got to be said. It's not good, is it? Do you know no, I mean? it, um, it's fine. It's fine. It's how you it's, felt. Um, 
because I come out of Cineworld a lot of the time thinking, well, thank God, I'm only paying £15 a month. I think I have become a bit too critical. It's, um, I think you hit an age whereby maybe you're too nostalgic for a certain type of film. Do you know what I mean? It's, um, it's almost like, uh, do you know, like uh, the, the, the TV Dave audience who just want to sit there, drink Fosters and watch Red Dwarf? Maybe I've become a version of that. Oh, my God. Do you like Red Hopefully Dwarf? Hopefully not. No, but maybe my version of Red Dwarf, which maybe is like, you know, Alan Partridge and um, Stella. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? But something like that where you've hit your kind of um, your comfort blanket, which isn't always good. Maybe uh, that's Kay quite- Blackie says Chevy Chase pretended to be reluctant to play the piano as he walks over to it and starts playing is worth five stars on its own. To a certain degree, it's, it's like <laughs> he's not bending. I tell you the bit with Chevy Chase, where I was just like, "Oh, I've had enough of this." Is right at the end. And I do like Chevy Chase. Don't get me wrong, even though he's supposed to be a real handful, isn't he, to work with? Um, is a case of um, there's one bit where um, Chevy Chase gets his gun. He goes up to um, the Mexicans and he puts his, his gun up to the Mexicans. Then Steve Martin appears around the corner with a gun as well, and he says to them, uh, "Drop your guns!" Now you're surrounded. And the Mexicans drop their guns, and Chevy Chase drops his gun as well. And then Steve Martin says to him, "Not you! Pick your gun up!" Yeah, that like, sounds oh tiresome. God, yeah. this is just like this is after an hour. We're still dealing with the. That might be all right at the beginning of the film, introducing the characters, but blimey, O'Reilly. Well, uh, Dr. Greggles wrote something nice here. Two out of five seems generous to me. You pays your money, you takes your chock ice. Well said. Absolutely. That could be laminated and put on the fridge door. Well, David, thank you very much for this week's movie review. Thank you. No, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. And thanks for decoding what a gripe is. I know what that is now. What is Cripes. it? Jesus Christ. But I've got a gripe. I've got a gripe with gripe. That's, that sounds like it's a, a track on a indie album, doesn't it? Griping with gripe. How would that go? Mm-hmm. I'm griping with gripe. Gripe on a gripe. Griping with the gripe. Hanging from the cross, looking down on me, judging my soul. It's filled with gripe, because he's the cripe. I want to rise above the cripe, because I got a cripe. Cripe, cripe, cripe. Oh my God, it's cripe. There you go. There you go. It's a musical fusion. Okay. Um, that was a difficult second album. David Edwards movie tip. What's this week's movie tip? Have you got one, David? I tell you a really good movie tip that I was really impressed by. It's on YouTube. And it's a documentary because I think you said make the uh, recommendations a bit more flexible, and which wasn't a criticism. I didn't take. I'm not like sort of saying um, because you said 
Lower two weeks ago. I think it's good. I totally um I think it's a good one. It, it frees things up. It frees things up and I'm up for it big time. It's on YouTube. It was on Vimeo and then someone took it off and it's on YouTube. And it's uh, a documentary about the making of Martin Scorsese's Departed. Now a lot of people would be um like, Oh, what's good about that? It sounds like some naff DVD extra you'd have got in the, the early noughties. But I've watched quite a few making of documentaries and I've never seen one so fly on the wall and raw mm. you really do feel as though you are on the set is it a with... good film david yes it is good it's a good it's not his best film it's definitely not his good best film. it's four out of five but it's a very well executed psychological thriller i think it was a case that he got all the oscars that year because it was time for him to get the oscars for instance a lot of people said that um taxi driver was seen as being too controversial to win all the oscars that year um particularly Jodie Foster being stalked and her portrayal of, of a young prostitute and things in that vein. But I think a lot of people look back and they think Taxi Driver should have been the big movie that year. So there's, And also he should have won more for Goodfellas. So I think when he got all the Oscars for Departed, it was more like his uh, body of work, not just that one film. But it is well executed as like a you know, thriller. So what what moments in this documentary do you recommend us having? A little oh, nicer? there's luck. Re you really feel... To the extent, yeah, that the documentary can be slightly boring to watch because you are on a film set. So there is one bit, there's one minute where you see DiCaprio sat on the steps of a house in Boston just learning his script on his own, just going through the lines. One, no, 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 no. Someone goes over to ask him a question, he ignores them because he goes back to his script. Oh, how no, did no, that no, make no, you no, feel? no, no. Um, well, you see it from both perspectives. I guess it was a case of, um, a bit rude there, Leo, but also he's got to come up with a good type of thing. And there's one bit where you see Leo being filmed on a wide shot by Scorsese as he's walking through the streets of Boston. Well, it could be New York at that point, actually. And um, they do take after take after take. And it really is a case of you get an idea of, you know, it's not the most glamorous life being on a film set. It's the most revealing I've ever, um, I've ever kind of had, really, of um, you know, the, the, just the um, the monotony of it. Ultimately, DiCaprio does come over very well. He's not pretentious. He, you know, he wants to put his best foot forward, type of thing. Absolutely. So this is on YouTube. What's it called? It's, on, uh, it's called. I think if you type in uh, "making of documentary departed," the, the official title is called notes on an American director and it's one of Scorsese's friends who actually uh, filmed it and it did it was released at the New York Film Festival but it's a bit of a hard gem to come across it was on Vimeo for a period but it was taken down what what does Martin Scorsese seem like on set um, in actual fact fine very much like a master who's relaxed in in mm. his actual art Beautiful. and uh, very chatty mm. very kind of um at no, like we looked at that michael jackson documentary didn't we um last week uh, this is it whereby you could tell that jackson was getting quiet and quite sullen at times but then we cut away you never got that with scorsese very chatty could, full could, of the beans could you be scorsese and i'll be maybe he's he's gone fuck it i'm gonna give david earl a go in my next movie but see you could could you be scorsese that um oh martin sorry mr scorsese i'm feeling so nervous 
oh, don't be nervous. It's, it's nothing to be nervous about. It. You're here. You're here on time. That's the main thing. And uh, Julie over here is going get to get, get you in a wardrobe and uh, get you some shiny shoes. Uh, make sure you part his hair in the middle. We, we need his hair parted on the, on the, on the right I'm just, side. I just don't think I'm good enough. I don't think I can do this. No, 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 no. no. You're, you're being crazy. You're being crazy. You know, you're overthinking it. The more you overthink it, the more you, 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 you're going to get out of control. Dude, don't, don't, don't think about that. Have you had I just your don't want to let you down. Had your morning coffee? Ah, yeah, 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 Come on, come on, come on, come this way. Come on, let's get him a trade. Julie, Julie, where's Julie? I'm always, always relying on Julie. Where is she? Come on, come on. Julie, you there? I just oh, don't want to let Julie. you down. She's full of the beans. No, 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 no. You ain't let anyone down. It's all about thinking about letting people down that makes you let yourself down. You know, you got to hold yourself up. Uh, life's a, a game of basketball. You're only playing against one person, you. That's all that counts. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Look at Will those you tell me if I'm not acting cords. very well? Oh, absolutely. Come on. Look at these eyes. These eyes are the eyes of truth. Do you know, in the 1970s, I lived in New York for 20 He kept talking about his backstory, his life. In the 1970s, I used to live in New York. And that was Richard crazy. Temple. People Richard Temple. Like, Richard Temple has said such range. Oh, thank you. Well, <laughs> what can I say? There we go. I'm going to have that, that on the poster of my life. I'm going to have that on my gravestone. Richard Temple range. <laughs> Dave Edwards. 1978 <laughs> But can you do as fast as possible? Can you do a Martin Scorsese impression for one minute? And I'll get a stop clock, stopwatch. Absolutely. Let's it's a lot that. of pressure on you, but. Not a problem. As fast as you can. This is David Edwards being Martin Scorsese for one minute, and your time <laughs> starts now. In the 1970s, I was in New York, and man, it was crazy. There was cars everywhere, yellow cars, and there was like a film school I went to, and uh, the film school told me about not seeing films, but believing in and, 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 and having a religious uh, affinity with films. And then I met De Niro, De Niro, Bobby, as I call him, Bobby, and we made films together like a marriage. It was like a sort of cinematic, you know, intercourse. And it was like when you have a spaghetti first thing in the morning, like a proper Neo-Italian spaghetti, and you, you, you swallow it, and it goes in your stomach, and then you defecate it, and that defecation is films. And people, some people like it, some people don't like it. It don't matter. You're just going to go for it. Faster, the faster, 80s, faster, really then, fast. I, then the 80s were cocaine. Cocaine went up my nostrils and I was filled with like dreams that were fake and they were just simulations. But then the 90s came around and I refound God. Jesus looks at me and he said, I love you, Marty. And I said, I love you, Jesus. And we made a film and we went to Hollywood. And then I, then I got an Oscar and I realized the Oscar was empty and it had nothing. It was like a like one of those chocolate eggs where you have like a plastic uh, plane in the middle. Stop! Congratulations, David. Oh, hugely appreciated. <laughs> I became him. I became I was less David, more Marty. You, if I had a little Martin Scorsese trophy now. Oh, I'm, next to I'm, the gravestone. I'd absolutely be posting it to you. Hugely appreciated. Fucking hell, that was uh, extraordinary. Well played. Thank you very much. Good, good so to that's know, the coach. Departed documentary on YouTube. Definitely worth checking out. Definitely worth it. David Edwards.
So, David, we've gone to... Uh, we haven't spoke to Mandy. Oh! Well, that's quite a sound effect. I, do that. <laughs> I don't think I've done that close, but like, crash. It's like, what's that? Should we do that again? And take oh. two. <laughs> Sorry. Mandy? Oh! Sorry, were you asking me to that? Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Oh, no, 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 it's fine. Did you hear that? It's fine. Oh, oh, that's... oh, no, 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 it's fine. Yes. Some very negative bells and whistles then. Yes. Sorry, we've completely. No, no, no. Well, she can interject fine. when she wants. She can get involved. She's going to be very. Well, I don't feel like she I can, wishes. David. She just said, "I don't feel like I can, David." Not my place. Well, you've never in the past. You've always been very verbally judgmental no, towards me and my life. You and have decisions in in reality. You have decisions in reality. God, what's that? Yeah, That's a bit well, intense. Yes, it was a bit intense. She just said that was a bit intense. Decisions in reality. Well, I'm, inten- I'm an intense man. Yeah, I know you are. Sorry, Mandy, we're just so sort of focused on the podcast today. Apologies. No, 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 no. No. Oh, sorry. No, no. Oh, by the way, you left... Oh, it doesn't matter. Left what? What was that? Left who? What? Left what? What was that? Oh, I did. So you were going to finish a sentence? Left. I did leave it, didn't I? Nothing. That's all right. Just tell me, what did you leave? Was it a sandwich? No, her ring. I picked my ring up. Why did she take her ring off? Also, a ring for a robot. Oh, That's be a ring quiet, That's David. A ring We're trying to have a conversation. No, oh, right, right. Why are you dealing with? Why are you touching our pipes? I beg your pardon. I beg your pardon. I just wonder why did she have like a plumbing issue? Why? Why did she have a? He took like, my ring off. It's got this nothing is, to uh, do this with me. Nothing to do. Nothing to do with you, David. Exactly. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. I didn't mean a confrontational man. I'm just wondering did she have a piping issue? Oh, you know, is, she, is she well? Has she been replumbed? Is she um? Right. That's all right. Uh, no problem. Not a problem. Move on. Move on. Not any problem. Move on. Yeah, there we go. I know where I'm not wanted. I'm just only trying to be concerned. Oh come on. It's, it's pathetic. Exa- it's exhausting. She spent the evening at mine last night. She yes. left her ring on my dining room table. Yes, it's exhausting. But for a ring to be t- taken off, it means you've been playing with her pipe. Does it's it not mean like that? a ring on a woman's finger. Does it mean that? You've been inside her. She just it said, just, does it mean that? She just said, does it does mean it, that? Does it mean, just so happens, I have a swollen pipe. It just she so just happens. She just so happens. Yes. I've got a... Uh, swollen pipe. Swollen I've got a right. swollen pipe. Yeah. Yes. Why is it swollen? What's been put oh, in Oh, please, you dirty man. Right, let's choose the... Sorry, um, that's too much. I'm yes, it was Sorry. too much. Right, let's uh, let's choose the uh, film Andy. for you to... Huh? Sorry, to... Sorry, Mandy. Sorry. Okay. So, here we go. Favourite... Mandy's chugging away. Uh, are you Okay. Okay. Uh, so here we go. Mandy's chugging away, and it's time for you, David, to choose the genre of the first movie. Uh, Let's go for with. it, people. Let's go. Take for your time. It. When you've taken your time, you seem to have picked films that you uh, prefer. Totally up to you, though. You're the one who's got to choose. Okay, let's choose the genre. Okay. Stop. Action. It, it, it works for you, David. 
Oh, here we go. Action. Action. It works for you, David. Just taking your time a bit more. And um, the decade. Hit the button. 2000. Oh, okay. Action 2000. Okay, here we go. Okay. Here we go. And Mandy generates. And Mandy has generated four movies. And now it's time for David to tell Mandy when to stop. Stop. Osmosis Jones. Oh my god. I know that one. That's the Farley Brothers and it's about existing inside someone's body. How is that action? What were the right. other ones I could have had? Death Proof. Oh, the Tarantino one? Yeah. The Score. Is that De Niro? Yeah. And Deja Vu with Denzel Washington. I've always wanted to watch Deja Vu. But you, How you landed annoying. on Osmosis Jones. Okay. Oh my lord. Here okay. we go. We've got two more goes. This is a crack table of life. We're in the Las Vegas cinema. Okay, here we go. So if you could choose your the genre of the second movie. Okay, genre's a Hit the button. Horror. Okay, okay. And decade. Hit the button. 1980s. Okay, that sounds good. That sounds potential. And Mandy, generate please for David. Okay, four movies here. And it's time for you to Mandy to spin the movies around in her body. And David to tell her to stop. Stop. The Howling. Oh, Joe Dante. Now, I've never, that's a werewolf movie. I've never seen that. Oh, God, I wouldn't mind you reviewing that. Ooh. Indeed. Let's check. Okay. Okay. And now, the third genre, the third genre of the third movie, David, please. Take your time. Hit the button. Documentary. Okay, okay. And decade. Hit the bum. 2010s. Oh, okay, something recent. And we generate, please, Mandy. And Mandy has generated four movies for David. Please tell Mandy when to stop. Stop. Jackass 3.5. That would be an interesting one, you know. That's got not terrible reviews. <sighs> okay. So there's your, there are your movies. It's Jackass 3.5, The Howling, and Osmosis Jones. I've given each movie a letter, A, B, and C. I've jumbled up the movies. And now, David, it's time. How are you feeling? Are you nervous? Which one would you like to watch? I'm, do you know what? I'll quite happily sit there and watch Jackass 3.5. Okay. I've heard some quite good things about it. But I know it could get... It could be Three Amigos, though. It could be the first 20 minutes doing something. Because, I mean, it's, it's pretty much a TV show format, isn't it? Yeah. But I have heard good things. Yeah. Um, and also, it's uh, it's a while since I've watched their calamities. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, I've had a good um, rest of the whole Johnny Knoxville experience. So, the how the, the other though, documentaries like were Exit Through the Gift Shop. Which I've never seen. It's meant to be amazing, isn't it? That is good with Banksy. I've seen that. And that is very, very good. Citizen Four, Edward Snowden. That's really good. Citizen Four, the whole Wikipedia element. Yeah, that's and really Samsara. good. And Samsara. 
What's that one about? Samsara. Interesting. Anyway, here we go. David. Uh, to choose the movie that you're going to review for next week, is it going to be A, B, or C? A. The Howling. Oh. Here we go, 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 Gadget. There we go. The Howling. That's okay. what I wanted you to watch. So Joe Dante, pre-Gremlins. This is the film that got him on the map and then got him Gremlins, ultimately. Oh, I'm so excited. So, yeah, I am as well. This this will be a, um, a real interesting one. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Oh. After a bizarre and near-deadly encounter with a serial killer, a te- television newswoman is sent to a remote, remote mountain resort whose residents may not be what they seem. God, that, that sounds really interesting. I didn't realise the... Um, I didn't know the synopsis to that degree. It is Joe Dante's. I'm looking at it now on Rotten Tomatoes. It does look very, very interesting. So in Las Vegas... Television, um, as you say, yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah, yeah, that does look good. It's traumatizing, of course, of aiding the police and the arrest of a serial murder, a doctor. And, uh, gosh, yeah, I look, um, Patrick Mc, uh, McNeese in it. I didn't realize that. Okay, David, are you, are, you, are you up for answering three patron questions? Absolutely, I am. Oh. Definitely, definitely. So, yeah. Let's go for it. So we're recording another one tomorrow because you're away next week. So um, we're recording another one at nine, half nine tomorrow, aren't we? But so we hopefully you can are. fit in the howling, but I don't know how you're going to do that. But no pressure. Um, um, but thank you very much, everybody, for um, uh, listening uh, to this week's episode. And uh, But now we're going to go over to the patrons. who has got, got some questions for you, David. Uh, but yeah. Thank you very much, everybody, and we'll Thank see. Thank you, people. Thank you. Thank and you we'll... very much. How would Martin Scorsese say goodbye? Thank you guys so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. I, I, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight because you're going to be my dreams. You're going to be my life. Every time I look in the mirror, I'm going to see you around me. You're like the, the electricity in my life. You're like a spiritual guide. Thank you so much. Don't leave. Don't leave. Uh, I've locked the doors without even knowing. I don't want you to leave the room. You are the, you are my backbone. You are my spine for crying out loud. When you go, I'm just going to be a puddle of flesh. I'm just going to be a rug for people to clean their boots on. You are my everything. Okay. <laughs> <I'm loving you. laughs> thank you very much, David. Thank you. Oh, thank you. No, thank, thank you. you. Greatly appreciate it.